Welcome to Business Unfiltered, where we dive into the raw and unfiltered world of running a business with Mercer and Jeff Sauer. Grab a seat for this unfiltered journey into the world of entrepreneurship. This is Business Unfiltered. Welcome, it is Mercer and Jeff, and today we're going to talk about how to get more referrals for your business. This is kind of one of those channels that I think sometimes maybe people take advantage of. Um, sometimes they just forget that they are not taking advantage of it. Uh, and maybe that's probably the biggest um, miss. I think for us, it probably was about getting referrals as a marketing channel because you're so busy focusing on trying to get those Facebook ads to convert that you forget that your customers will they actually know customers that you could use. Um, so we're going to talk about how to get more referrals for our business. Um, Jeff, I'm, I'm going to rely on you a little bit here because I'm going to I'm going to guess you have better systems for this than we do, to be completely honest. Uh, we have like the affiliate platform, you know, for because we have done for you work for the agency. We've got the done with you, which is the higher level sort of client coaching stuff. And we've got the DIY, which is like the video courses and everything else. So the video courses, we use like the standard affiliates are like, hey, if you want to be an affiliate for us, blah, blah, blah. Here you go. And that's how we get that for that. For the done for you, we sort of just rely on being really good at the results so that people naturally talk about it. But what I do not have, sad to admit, but is true, is I do not have something that causes either one of those two things to happen. In other words, we are just so good. Somebody goes, oh, yeah, you should go talk to. But they're they're doing that on their own. There's, I'm not saying, hey, you know, do you happen to know of anybody or I don't have a system in place that does that? How, how are you guys um, geared on that? Yeah, so I think referrals are an interesting thing. I don't have a system either. Um, See, that shocks me. I thought for sure you're going to be like, oh, we have this process where they go through and they, you know, after 90 days, we ask the client, you know, who else do you know? Yeah, no, I, I think, well, we have we have things like that, but I'll, it, it, a lot of it happens a lot more organically than that. And we don't try to make it anything more than just an organic thing that happens. But I want to actually, I want to define what I think of a referral and why I think it's such a tricky thing and why it's such a, a weird lumpy part of a business, especially a service business. Um, but even, even course businesses, you know, like in our course businesses, we get referrals all the time. Like people always come to me and they say, Hey, I heard about you because you did something at CXL or you did something, um, there, or, Hey, I heard in Mercer's community that you, you were good too. So we went and did that. So it's sort of interesting how, even though we're competitors in some ways, the people who really like this stuff, they want all the knowledge and you can only, and you can't get it from one place. So mm -hmm. it's not really competition. It's, it's a sharing thing. But as far as, you know, when it comes to clients, especially when you're getting started out, I mean, that's the ma the majority of how people get business when they first start out, when they, when they have a service business, a hundred percent of their business comes from referrals and some months they might get five or 10, some months they might get zero, some month, multiple months in a row, they might get zero, 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 zero. And so when they're coming in, you feel great and you, and you, you're almost like full, you can't have any more. You can't, you know, you're drinking from a fire hose, you're eating all the different awesome things that are there. And then when they leave you're it's a feast or famine type thing. And so I, I think that, you know, looking at referrals, it's almost like the hunter gatherer phase of, of humankind where, where you would go out there and during the summer you'd pick berries and then you'd eat as many as you can until you were sick from it, or you'd get it, you'd, you'd hunt something and then you'd eat that until it was there. Then you might not eat for months after that. And so I think that the, the challenge with referrals is that it's, it's such a weird source of, of revenue that usually it's, it's just a phase in a business. And then you start to go on to how do I get more consistent ways of bringing people in? So you start thinking, okay, well, do I, 
you know, do I become a, become a farmer? Do I have crops that I can store for the winter? Do I run ads? Do I do these things? So, um, my definition of referral is really having somebody come to you and give you an opportunity that, um, that, that could lead to new business. And it's pretty inconsistent unless you can work it and make it better. And so I think that's what I wanted to talk about a little bit as we go forward is, is how can you work it? How can you make this happen more often? So I'd love to hear, mm-hmm. um, your thoughts. Do you think that referrals are similar in, in the case of like a hunter gatherer? Does that paradigm work for you or do you look at it a little bit differently? Yeah, I think it's it's a great question because, again, we're guilty of not having the perfect system for this. We've got a lot of great systems, and this is just one we haven't nailed yet. Um, and yet, the ref- somebody that's being referred to us has a higher likelihood of closing, for sure, a higher average cart value, right? Because they're, they're coming in sort of, sort of as a hot lead, hot prospect. They've, been, they've got a trusted authority already who has prepped them to say this product is good. And we've, I guess, kind of done what you've been doing, which is like we've just been producing a product that's worth referring. And we focus so much on that, that it's like, well, if the product is worth referring, it'll naturally get referrals, which is true. But at the same time, when, and this is something where I've talked to our team a lot about this, where I'm like, somebody will, if, if uh, like somebody says to me, hey, uh, I was doing the, the monthly option. I was doing a month to month option. I want to go to the annual. Um, and I realized I made the mistake. I did the first month and I realized I definitely want to do a year. Can I credit the first month's payment into the year? So that was something where we realized, hey, the market wants to do this. We don't have a way for them to do this. Why don't? Why are we making it so much friction that somebody has to email us to ask, can I give you more money? Let's create a system to fix that, right? So the reason I kind of go down that tangent is because for referrals, that's what's happening. People are coming in, being referred to us, but there's a lot of, it's somebody else that has caused all that stuff to happen. It's not the system causing it, which is a little more random than I would like, kind of to your point, where some months there's nothing, some months there's a ton. Um, but I would like to have, I think that channel's got a lot of potential to yeah. be able to, to, if, if we were, if we had a system to say, Hey, once a month we say, Hey, how do you like the, you know, the Academy, like for our case, measure marketing Academy, how do you like the measure marketing Academy? And, uh, you know, w- you know, have you referred to in the last 30 days or is there anybody that you would know just, just to cause that question in their head versus relying on random timing when they happen to be in a mastermind group somewhere and somebody's talking about something and they say, Oh, well, we know how to do that because we learned it from this other place. You should go there too. Right. So, so that, so we don't have a system for that necessarily. Um, other than, you know, the, the standard sort of like affiliate play or something like that. But even that we don't, you know, we're not even sending out emails for that. So I think this is one of those things that we're really, really guilty of not taking advantage of a channel, which is a, I think very, very lucrative, right? For most organizations. Um, but to your point about the, the, the hunter farmer thing, it feels like it's a lot more work to do that than it is to spend a hundred bucks on Facebook and put ads out. And so the, on the, and I think maybe that's why we're doing it is I'm sort of psychoanalyzing our, our, my personal process because things top down, right? It's like, you can see something happening when you spend an ad on Facebook. You can't necessarily see the stuff working when you're doing referrals because it's slower. Yeah. And maybe it's maybe it's that because it doesn't have the immediate payoff that we haven't done it. But I think in my, you know, in my head, it's a mistake. Like if I'm if I'm coaching myself, I'd be like, why don't you have a referral system in place? That seems like an obvious fix. Why would you not do that? So I'm kind of yeah. sitting here going, you know, yeah, I'm, you know, getting caught going, yeah, I, I don't I don't have that. I think I'm really guilty about that. Um, how how are you? Are you like, do you think about obviously like, I think we think about referrals in terms of a, a lucrative channel in the same way. But are you like now I'm talking about I'm getting more concerned. I'm like, as soon as I get off this podcast, I'm going to start building a referral platform, right, to, to get something to at least ask for some stuff. Um, 
but why, because you don't have that either, it sounds like, like, why not? Doesn't it, doesn't it make sense? Or am I not thinking about it in the same way in yeah, terms so, of how lucrative it is? Like it's worth it to do that. Well, it's interesting. You, you have a, you and I have a different, it sounds like a little bit different point of view on that referrals are hard. I actually think they're easier and they're, they're, they're sort of a, like doing ads is harder to me than, than doing, getting a referral. Mm. Right. Um, I just think it's more of a scalability thing with referrals is that they don't. And, really and that's what I meant. Yeah. Well. To, to, to clarify, not so much harder to do. Cause I think it is more lucrative. It's just that it's easier to see progress. Yeah. That's what I meant. Okay. Like you that's can fair. turn on a Facebook ad, spend money, go see your Facebook ad and you go, Oh, I'm doing something right. You can send an email out to people and say, Hey, if you have anybody that knows, you know, and then maybe they do, maybe they don't. Cause it's a, it's a timing issue in a lot of cases with, with referral. Right. Yeah. Whereas the paid media feels like it's a little more, um, oh, it does this, then it does this, then it, I can target this audience in an hour and get this to happen versus, hey, do you know of anybody? Well, no, I really don't. And then I can ask you again in a month and you're like, yeah, actually, I just met somebody. So it's referrals have that timing component, which for me slows it down. So not, so not so much harder in that way, but but slower, right? Yeah. So yeah. So let's, 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 I agree with you to a certain extent, although I actually think that referrals are faster. It's funny, like we have a pretty, I, I think that referrals are, like, and I'm, and I'm specifically talking about a business that somebody, a happy customer gives your name to somebody else and comes in and, and that person's locked and loaded. They're actually, usually a referral is on the awareness spectrum. I'm not sure if you've ever looked at the awareness stages. I'm sure you have, but it's like oh, for from, sure. fun, yep. from unaware to fully aware, a referral is more towards the, the, the product slash um, fully aware, you know, yeah, they're ready to go problem yep. aware. So they're, they're, they're good. And they're motivated in my opinion. Um, like that. So for example, like there's a difference between though a referral and like an affiliate program. We have an affiliate program for data driven. Some people, you know, like five people have driven every single referral in that case we've ever had. Right. So, so I think it's, it's a little bit different for a course business versus on the agency side, almost all of our business came for the first several million dollars came from referrals, but it's a little bit different definition than what we've had right now for referrals. And so here's, I'm going to give a tactic right now that's really worked for us with referrals and getting new business. And it's one that anybody can do at any time. And this is you have clients, clients come and go. The average tenure of a CMO is between 12 and 18 months. So you might be working with somebody, they love you, and then they leave to another job or they get let go. Um, there's two things you do when somebody leaves your client company. One is when, when the new person comes in, if you want to do the physical world, which we did a lot, we'd take them to dinner. We'd, we'd show them exactly what we're capable of doing, what we've been doing, the results, how we're going to be the ally in their job. And we're going to be the ones who make them look like a star. And we're going to make it so they're not like taking 12 months to know their job. We're going to do it in, in, three hours or, you know, two, two weeks. And then the other thing is when the person goes to the new job, you say, Hey, how's the new job going? Let us know if you need anything. If they, if you need, if you know, how's your search campaigns, do you like the other agency there? And then you get them, you stay in front of them that when they are in a room, like, Hey, we need to, we need to overhaul our search campaigns. They will leave their mark by hiring you because they know that you worked. And so that's, that's my tactic for getting referrals as existing clients. And then the, then the client who's being replaced, with somebody else, you immediately mark your turf and you tell them what you're capable of doing. And, and that it works amazingly. So that, that's sort of one way that you can get referrals to come in. But, but on the timing issue that you talked about is like, does that happen in, 
you know, does that person, are they looking for a new search marketing agency the first week that they go to a company or is it usually within a few months? For us, it's usually within three to six months that they would then bring you in to pitch that new business. And then you still have to win everybody over. But again, for the, for the person who brought you in, you are at a hundred percent aware they know exactly what you can do. And that, so that's sort of where I look at referrals being the best is when it's somebody who's fully aware of your capabilities. That makes sense. Do you, I think in my head, um, and it goes back to, to that referrals um, definition a little bit. I think in my head, I also have the referrals that come in from kind of like the super connectors. Cause I am definitely more on the introverted scale, right? Like I, I can play an extrovert on the internet, which I do yeah. all the time, right? You and I both kind of do this and we can, we can go out there and do that. But honestly, that is, I am constantly spending energy. I am discharging, right? When I do that, I have to then be by myself at the hotel room for like a day to recover, right? Um, and, and that's where I did, that's kind of the introverts. We charge by being by ourselves. So I'm not out there all the time meeting and greeting and talking to people, creating business, but I will network with kind of the, you know, the traditional sort of super connectors, the people that run the mastermind groups, or I'll do, you know, work with sort of the, the higher uh, players in the industry, and they naturally tell people about it. So I end up getting referrals through that. But do you think because they're not direct customers, those people, sometimes they are, sometimes they're not, but they are, is that, does that still qualify as referral in, in what we're talking about here for you? Like, yeah, in other words, I, a super connector that just happens to know us, knows of us, has referred other people to us that have been happy, and they can refer business as well. Yeah, it's funny. Um, in our last episode, we started with the definition. I think this one, we probably could have both started with the definition to get on the same page as mm -hmm. far as what a referral is. Because I I go in my head, I'm like, what is a referral? I actually, I, I don't know if I even, you know, like, is a referral that, like, is that a referral? Like you, you, you're in Austin, you went to like, there's all these internet marketers in Austin. You went there, you're like, Hey, I'm the analytics guy. And then suddenly like, Hey, if you need an analytics guy, I met this guy, Mercer, a good guy. He, I know him. That's how Pep introduced us. Like, from right. That. Exactly. Right. From that's CXL, exactly yeah, how we know each CXL, other. Right. Yep, and, and, yep. and, and I was like, ah, he's competition. I don't know if I should talk to this guy, but he made the intro and, and I, and I, and I like you, um, we're doing a podcast together and that, exactly. that's like, okay, it was, what was the referral there? You know, it's like, okay, well, I think that it is a referral. Like you are creating your own luck. So I, I, I actually, like if I were to define this and, and I could be wrong, I'm definitely different going into this than you were, is like, I think a referral is creating your own luck. It that, is yeah. excel. And when I wrote the, I, I sort of, so just, just to some inside baseball here, I wrote down, how do you get more referrals for your business as an idea? And I had one thing in my head and I think that maybe it wasn't so much like, how do you send out a card that says, you know, like in an Amazon box that says, you know, tell your friend and get $5. It was more like, how do you create your own luck? <laughs> That's sort yeah. of how I this thing. Okay. Well, you created your own luck by going to the networking event and connecting with connectors. I've created my own luck by doing very similar things. A lot of the times, a few conversations end up leading to a lot for me. And it's like, you could call it inbound marketing. You could call it anything, but I, I think that it's, the, the principles are pretty similar. And that is that you accelerate these conversations in a way that wouldn't have happened if you just sat at home and done nothing. <laughs> so that, right. that's sort of my definition of, of a referral is like, how do you get inbound business from your activities? And how do you do more of that versus just like feeling sorry for yourself because business isn't coming in? Yeah, I like that. And and I wrote that down too. Like, you know, how do you create your own luck? And, and the other thing that I would add, I guess, as a, as a, 
a caveat to that for me specifically for referral. Cause in my head, I'm thinking like, well, we, we do stages. We, we talk on stages all the time, right? We're doing podcasts all the time. And so, and we will get referrals from the podcast hosts. That's, that's been a surprising um, thing for us. Like it's a you know, a known urban agency that we're on a podcast with. We teach them a few things about how to, how to look at the world. And they're like, Oh, that's amazing. I never thought about it like that. And then they all of a sudden they're referring their clients over to us. Right. So we'll have that. It's kind of that creating your own luck. But I think it's creating your own luck specifically for us as it relates to referrals would be getting other people to talk about you in a positive way, obviously. Right. So it's it's when I'm on stages, I can educate the audience and they are talking amongst themselves and they can go back to their companies and talk about us. And then they are saying, you, we have to go, we have to go to these people. We have to go meet with them. We let's jump on a discovery call or whatever, but they are bringing in that lead at that point because they were talking about us warming up whoever the person was bringing them in as opposed to a Facebook ad doing it or a webinar doing it that we, that we used. Um, so I think speaking in, in our case, the stages could work for that. I think the podcast can work for that. So in a way, maybe we've got a system somewhat on that um, warming up referrals, let's call yeah. that, because we are creating conversations, right? That's the whole point is to create a conversation to happen between two other people where you're not in the room, but one of them is educating the other one to your benefit. And ideally, they are doing the call to action for them to say, yeah, you need to go talk to them. Like they're, they're asking for that sale, right? Yeah, it's funny. So you, I think you're the one of the best in the business at that. So I'll give you, I'll toot your horn a little bit here. And that is, Nobody ever mentions any other education system on my education programs, but they all say Mercer, man, Mercer. So you you have that level of referral where people are talking about you, not just one-on-one, -on -one, but they're talking about you in other communities. And I think that's a great testament as to the type of relationships you create. So while you don't have a, a referral card, that's an archaic right. concept anyway, a referral card, hey, go do this thing. People have so many options now that it's really hard to get anybody to do anything. So the fact that they're thinking about you outside of when you're in front of them is a, it's, it's great. It's a testament. And that's so really, I think the modern version of that. Now, could you, could you send an email to everybody who's on measurement marketing and tell them, Hey, get a hundred bucks. If you refer a friend, you could, and it might work, but I wouldn't, I would, I would actually say that you might be better off just letting that conversation happen out there because otherwise you're doing a tactic and you're sort of cheapening the value of the community to a certain and maybe extent by doing that. And that's why to I that haven't point, done it. Yeah, I agree with that. I think to that point, maybe that's why I haven't, because it does feel a little like I'm pandering, I guess. And maybe that's what keeps people from doing that. That's, that's a, that's a interesting way to think about it. But, but I want to just to, just to challenge the thought, because sometimes it's like, oh, that's the easy answer. Yeah. I'm going to go that way. Do you, do you think it would be pandering to do that to say hey you know you've been in part of the academy for 90 days um you know a lot of times people ask us if we have an affiliate program which is true they will email us and do that and my thinking is well if one person took the time effort and energy to email me to ask me about this there were 10 other people behind them that just didn't have the energy to ask but they're interested you know so do i send out that email and say hey just so you know we do have this option if you wanted it um or do we do we say now nah, we're just going to be good enough like we are, like show the results and then create the conversations the way we have been. Yeah. So it's actually, this relates back to your meeting with connectors and having them connect. Um, affiliate marketing and every, everything like that isn't, isn't just, it's not an 80-20. It's more like a 99-1. 99 99% of the, the things come from a, a handful of people. And so you're better off actually not cheapening it with everybody else and saying, Hey, do you want to become an affiliate? Cause most people have like one or two people they can talk to and really just doing a targeted outreach to try to find that one influencer who can push you. 
Um, I can't tell you how many times people have said, Hey, do you have an affiliate program? We'll create something for them. And then I look at their link and they've never had crickets. a single sale. Yeah. Um, now I did one very recently where somebody's like, Hey, I have, I have a network of 500 people who need this thing. We're going to reimburse them to take your class. I was like, I instantly created a, a landing page with mm -hmm. them on there. And, um, it's been great. You know, it's, it's in, you know, multiple thousands of dollars. So I think that, um, most people are worth, most referrals are, are, are either you just let it be fortuitous and unmeasurable. And then you spend your effort and your capital and your, your brain power building out a landing page, creating a coupon, all that stuff for the ones who have the network with them for the connectors. That makes sense. And how, how are you, how do you get the, like, how are you measuring that? Cause you mentioned sort of the measuring thing, which sort of got me thinking about it. How are you measuring that referrals are working or not? Is it just, if they happen to like when you're asking them on a discovery call or something for like the higher level work, it might be like, how'd you hear about us? And they're like, Oh, such and such told me to reach out and like, cool, that's a referral. But how do you do it digitally? If you're not using any sort of affiliate, like, do you, do you have a form where it's like, how did you hear about us? And are not trying to see, are people talking like, how do you measure the yeah. buzz? I guess. The question. <laughs> um, the, there's the qualitative and, and quantitative, the quantitative is I just call it organic sales. And I, it's been, it's pretty consistent on average over the years of just mm -hmm. sales where we can attribute it. So it's not from an email campaign. It's for products that we're not necessarily promoting right now. Um, it's a certain amount of money. And we just sort of look at that as that is just the the business value. Like if I, if I just shut everything down and didn't and send another email, we'd still get that number every month at least, you know? So it's like the non-marketing, I call it organic percentage. And that mm -hmm. includes referrals. That includes um, some organic search type stuff, but it's mostly the word of mouth. And so that's, you know, that's, it's a maybe 10% of the business, um, every month is that, which is not bad. Um, 10 to mm -hmm. 20%. Um, now the, the, that's the quantitative is, is actually not really quantitative. It's just sort of like the everything else bucket. That's where I put it in right now. And the qualitative is, is when people say it, like when people say, Hey, I heard about you from this thing. We have a rule where if you hear of something from somebody, if they give you feedback, multiply it by between 10 and a hundred. And that's how, how many people actually feel that way. So if one person or if two people come in and say, Hey, I heard you about, about you on the e-commerce fuel forum or on measurement marketing or, or from your CXL course, I assume there's somewhere between 20 and 200 people who saw that. And, and, and I'm just getting the, the percentage that takes action. It's kind of what we talk about. Look at, you know, if there's one person there, there's like 10 or 20 behind them, you know, but, it, but to your point, there's probably a lot more that yeah. are back there. That's pretty interesting. You know, that's, that's the other thing I think that we've done on the referral. Cause now I'm thinking about, it, I'm trying to talk myself off the ledge because the beginning of this podcast, I was like, all right, we have no systems. Jeff's going to be, have amazing systems. I'm going to take a ton of notes and we're going to go enact all those systems. And now I'm starting to go like, well, maybe we do have systems and I just didn't get myself credit. So to your point around the, what we call tribal marketing, which is like, you know, the CXL course is a perfect example. When they asked us to do that, we're like, yes, but the, there was two reasons. One is obviously we like Pep and, and, you know, Pep and I have known each other for a long time at CXL. So, um, wanted to help them out and it was a defensive play, right? Where it was like, well, if, if I don't do it, somebody else will, and then that's going to be brand marketing. Right. So it's like, well, I'm going to go ahead and do it. And I'm going to, and then I start doing it. So with other people, like, Hey, can you give us like an hour of your time to jump on a webinar to help out? You know, we're going to have hundred people call. I'm like, yes. And I say yes to that stuff all the time. And it's not that hard because it's the same presentation. You already got the slides done. We talk about this stuff every day, every minute of every day, practically. So it's just like breathing for me and I like teaching. So it's, it energizes me. Um, so I'll go out and, and do that. But those are all these little 
defensive postures that are out there doing that. And that's what's maybe warming them up, creating that buzz that you were talking about. Because I'm thinking like, how did that happen? That's probably how it happened. It's just doing, you know, a podcast at a time, a tribal little marketing webinar at a time and, and building it up that way. Yeah. You know, I'm hundred percent, man. I, I'm doing one right now that I'm not very, that I didn't, I reluctantly went into, but the audience is huge. The, the profile is big. It positions me in a way. And then also if I didn't do it, they'd probably reach out to you. They'd probably reach out to some of our friends. Mm-hmm. Um, they are all friends. I don't really, I, I have good, I have good vibes with everybody in the industry. Yeah, we, we are all about competition here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Word. I mean, yeah. it's not, yeah, the, the, there's a big enough, there's enough to go around and we 100%. can only, we all can only teach so much. So yeah, I, I, I definitely try to, I do a lot of defensive things as well. <laughs> You're right. Um, but I'm definitely a manufacture your own luck person. And I had to be, cause like when, when we both started internet marketing, there was no jobs, there was no training. There was nothing out there. And so we sort of had to scrap and, and forage, you know, twigs yeah. and bear, or berries and, uh, and you know, hunter gatherers. And so that there's, there's a lot of that in our DNA and my DNA for sure. And so I just, and I just got better at it and the scale got bigger, right? The scale of how many times I can do this got bigger, but yeah, every opportunity is just, it's really just leading to the next opportunity. It's not so much that I can say that one thing was great. Some of these things, like I'll project, like if this thing works, I'm going to be in a new tax bracket and it doesn't work at all. Some things yeah. I have low expectations for, and then they end up taking off and that's good. But, uh, it's, it's more the number of hands you play versus the number, you know, m- number of hours you're in the game. Um, they, they, there's a saying in investing, that's the amount of time. It's not timing the market. It's time in the market. And I believe referrals is the same way. How much time can you be in that market to get it? I love that. I love that. And it, it it's uh and you're right cuz I think that that is the problem with referrals overall cuz it is it's to your point about earlier in the conversation it's it's got a squishiness factor to it. Like it's not like, oh, this is this is what a referral is. Everyone's going to think the same thing. It's not like paid traffic. Paid traffic you can say, well, here's what my CPMs were, here's what my reach was, here's what my impressions were, right? Even even if you're doing broadcast like radio or billboard, they're still going to have reach and impression numbers, right? There's some sort of metric there, but referrals kind of like this weird squishy thing and how do you move that thing forward and i think to your point there isn't a oh i'm going to do this which will cause this it's i'm going to try this which today might cause this and tomorrow might not work at all and yep. then i'm going to do something and so that because it is so unpredictable how it's going to work the answer is and how to get more referrals would be do a lot of different things to get people talking so I wouldn't just rely on podcasts. I would also go on stages. I wouldn't just rely on podcasts and stages. I would go and create courses for other people or have webinars with other you know groups. I wouldn't just do all of those. I'm also going to hang out on the masterminds with the super connectors and make sure that they understand and I'm going to do my best to help them and clients that they are bringing in. And, and all of those together, sometimes in a month, do nothing. And sometimes in a month, do everything. And most of the time, it's somewhere in between. But to your point, it's because I'm everywhere that I can be, that I'm trying to be some defensive place, some not that's causing the conversations. And so is that when you're thinking about, you know, if we, if we kind of summarize this in the, in the, you know, five or six minutes remaining here, when, if you had to summarize, like somebody's coming to you and saying, listen, I need to get more referrals. They're not coming in part. My initial response would be like, well, why aren't you naturally getting them? Cause that might be an issue, right? There's a quality issue going on, but let's, let's assume that there is, there isn't that. Um, and just if for whatever reason, people aren't talking about them. What would you sort of give as a summary to getting more referrals? Yeah, I, I think put yourself out there, but do it with an 80-20. So you can put yourself out there, but just you have to 
the, the longer you're in the game, the more you realize some efforts are better than others, you know? So, so an example would be if somebody comes to you and says, Hey, I want to be an affiliate. I just respond to them now and say, Hey, how many people do you think that you would get, get in front of? Do you think you get 10 or do you think you get 200? And then if they say 10, I'd be like, you know what? Actually, we don't have an affiliate program <laughs> or I might, you know, I might, maybe not that rude, but I might, here's a link, but I don't have expectations. I wouldn't do a call. If somebody says, Hey, can we do a 30 minute call? I need to understand what I'm going to get out of it. Or I just, you know, it's funny. Like people are like, Hey, can I talk to you about this at, at data driven? I was like, um, actually you can send an email to here and we'll send you our sponsorship information. And people are like, okay, cool. And then they're, they're sponsoring our newsletter now versus me getting on a 30 minute call. Right. So that's not an example of a referral, but that's just how I value my time more as we get into this thing further. And so I think that's, that's it. It's, it's valuing yourself and your time and just trying to evaluate opportunities as to what is the scenario. So I, a lot of, like, even though I'm a data guy, I'm a story guy just as much. And I'm like, what's the story behind this thing? How will this shake out? And you do enough scenarios and you can be like, okay, this, this, if I talk to this person, it could lead to something. So I'm going to do it. If I talk to this person, it's probably not going to, or there's a lower percentage chance that I'm not going to focus on that. So I 80, 20, every opportunity that comes in. And then I 80, 20, my efforts on the outbound as well. How about you? Yeah, that makes sense. I, you know, I'm thinking about when I, cause I, I can, I can sort of hear somebody listening to this podcast going, well, you guys have been around for a long time. Like referrals are going to be easier for you because you have all this stuff out there. Of course they're easy. Right. And, but I'm going back to when I first started, when it was just me and I was, I was just nobody right on, on the internet. Nobody heard about me. It was, and it was, that's how it is. Right. So it was that expectation of, and I, and I didn't 80, 20 as much in the beginning, probably just cause I didn't, honestly, I had the time. Let's face it. When you're first starting out, right? You're trying to generate business. You got plenty of time. So I served wherever I possibly could. And I would help people out with whatever I could. So at the time it was like jumping into a Facebook group, helping people do stuff, sending some videos of how to unlock some things. And then that would lead to somebody DMing me like, Hey, could you jump on a call and walk me through? And then that would lead to, Hey, you help my buddy out. You know, could they, you know, do you mind if, you know, we talk and, and that's sort of how it, how it went. So that's, that was the, the match I think that lit that network because I, I did not build off pay traffic. I did not build off an email. I didn't have an email list. Like I didn't have any of those assets. All I had was that ability to disseminate the knowledge and to help people out with what I knew. And I would do that as freely as I could with the time that I had in order to kind of get that flywheel going. And I think to your point now, yeah, of course I can't do that. I'm never, I'm not on any of the social media platforms, maybe YouTube, but that's about it. And so I, I have to pull back because I just don't have the time to do it, yeah. but I'm trying to get the company to do it. So I'm having like my department heads now do it. Like we've got literally, as we're recording this, one of my um, uh, department heads is on stage speaking right, right. now, and, and, which is awesome because now it's like, oh, they're doing it now and they're, they're creating that so that we can have it within our, the DNA of referrals in our company. But just again, to emphasize a point for somebody just starting out, I think it's just that serve, like do your best to help other people out with your knowledge and get them great results, even if it's for free in the beginning, you know, and then that naturally sort of produces that. So that's sort of how I think, you know, wrapping it up. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'll just do started. one quick, one quick note on that is I agree. I've, I always say you can't 80, 20 things unless you have a hundred results or X results. It's like you don't know what the 80, 20 is yet. You need that exactly experience. Right. And so if you're just getting started out, experience is good. And, and you just demonstrated something that I did exactly the same way. And that is to be helpful. You can always be helpful. Being helpful is free. <laughs> Being helpful is amazing, right? And and you you'll go far in life. You'll you'll have a good living if you if you always say how can I be helpful to others. You might not scale, but but all that you and I did to start out was to be helpful, and we we just happened to hit 
the wave at the right time. We made some good decisions. We made some good hires. And now we're we're still trying to be helpful, but we're trying to do it with more resources. Helpful at scale. Difference. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. I love it. Well, thank you for that. Uh, so there we go. So now we've talked about referrals, kind of definition of um, how to actually go through and, and get some referrals and some strategies on how to think about not only what a referral is, but maybe even expanding out the definition. I know that happened for me. Like I would not have put in podcasts and stages and the super connector networks and all that stuff that I have done naturally with that. So um, ideally you've got at least one or two nuggets out of this podcast. Uh, Jeff and I thank you for listening and we look forward to seeing you on the next Business Unfiltered. And that's a wrap for today's episode of Business Unfiltered with your hosts, Mercer and Jeff Sauer. Be sure to subscribe, leave us a review, and tell a friend what you've learned today. Want to connect? Visit us at businessunfiltered.fm. This has been Business Unfiltered, always unapologetically honest.